I'm Kate Daniels. Homelessness. How do you feel about doing something that will really address this serious problem and help youth find their footing and move forward strongly in their life? I feel this is truly within reach. You be the judge as we meet two inspiring staff from the YMCA Accelerator Program, Executive Director Mark Putnam and Director of Development and Communications, Emily Meltzer. It is so wonderful to have you both join us this morning, Mark and Emily. You are doing such important and amazing work, and I'm just so thrilled that we could spend this time this morning and share it with everyone listening and get them all excited about being great partners with the Y and the great work that you're doing with youth in the Puget Sound area all over King County. Correct? Thank, well, thank right. you. We're super excited to be here. Yes. Thank you. So this is a big time. Actually, I guess we'll start with you, Emily, just to let us know that to kind of keep this in the back of our minds as we then hear some of the work that you're doing and about some of the young people. So what's coming up that's so fabulous? So Giving Tuesday is coming up. It is the day um, after Cyber Monday. It's after Thanksgiving, and it really kicks off the holiday season for us at the Y and for other nonprofits who are looking to raise money. So Giving Tuesday is a day to give back to your favorite charities and to your community. Um, So we're focusing on this one-day effort uh, to launch a really exciting new campaign called Unheard, And uh, we're just really excited to share more about that through um, song and through stories of young adults who've experienced homelessness. And sad to acknowledge, but we know that to be a fact, that people are homeless in this great city of Seattle in the Puget Sound area where there's so much bounty, really. There's so much going on. But then we have the opposite end of the spectrum and too many people and some of them, these young people, it's it's astounding the numbers, Mark, that are homeless here. Yeah. Uh, across King County, about 1,500 youth and young adults are experiencing homelessness on a, on a given night. Uh, more than that over the course of a year. And and through the why we are housing um, many of those young adults, we house more uh, formerly homeless young adults per night uh, than any other provider in the county, about 250 to 300 on a given night. We have an array of other programs. We know housing is not the only thing that helps. And, and young adults, in fact, are most interested in education and employment. And we're really focused on those things. Uh, we're working with youth during that unstable often transition from foster care to adulthood, where foster youth, youth that have been in that system, leave that system with some connections and contacts, but often they've been in a lot of different homes and they don't have parents to lean on during that 18 to 25 year old uh, range that many people grow up with, you know, kind of going back and staying with mom and dad for the summer or for a year or maybe for longer. They don't have that. And so we try to be that for them and support them and and provide, you know, whatever we can to stabilize them so they can be productive uh, and do what they want to do in life, um, given that platform. So do youth know they can come to you or do they kind of have this grapevine that goes on and they hear it that way? Yeah. I mean, if they were actually in the foster care system, we're an independent living program. There's programs like this across the country. And so youth that are, are aging out, we call it, um, when they reach 18, they have a choice of, of exiting foster care. Now, foster care in Washington State is actually extended to 21. If a young person wants to stay um, in, in either a foster home or they can receive some assistance uh, uh, in rent, they can stay in foster care. But either way, at 18 or 21, um, 
you know, they know about us. They, they learn about us if they're in King County and they need some support. We're, you know, we do outreach as well. And we have a drop-in center in South Seattle um, where uh, young adults are, are in there every day, hold conferences and events and, and those kinds of things to really uh, get out the word and engage with young people across the county. You were mentioning that there could be 1,500 youth who are homeless, mm-hmm. yet you're housing 250, did you say? To 250 to 300, yeah. yeah. So we're one of a, you know, we're part of a, a network of, of programs and providers. We operate um, either basically longer term housing, um, so they're not mm-hmm. overnight shelters where, that we're operating. Others operate uh, um, overnight shelters and support people that uh, really need a place that particular night to stay. We operate housing out of the Y downtown. Many people don't know this. On the third floor of the the YMCA in downtown Seattle, there's 20 units of housing for young adults um, living in that building. And and then we own homes throughout King County. We own six different homes that are four to five bedroom homes that the young people are living in with the resident manager. They're very much blended into the communities. And um, and then we operate a number of different rental assistance programs. And, and so really, young people are living uh, throughout the community. We're looking to expand those programs. We've got a couple of, uh, of, of potential projects in the works that would, that would expand that. And then other providers are doing the same thing. So, um, but unfortunately, there is overall, there isn't enough of those spots. And so we keep trying to build more while also preventing, you know, young people from becoming homeless. Right. And as you had mentioned earlier, too, of course, having a bed, a, a home to be in kind of that base for themselves, but they're really interested yeah. in educational opportunities and, and job yeah. skills, right? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and they want to get paid. Um, so we have paid internships uh, for young people. We have um, that may not be quite ready or they may not be able to find the job that they want, but we, we're getting them into these sort of paid slots and, and we can support them. And for off, for many of the young people we're working with, it's the first job that they've had. So we're, we're doing everything from you know, how do you interview? How do you show up? Do you, you know, don't slouch, you know, kind of different, um, different tips and tips and tricks. We have volunteers coming in, um, or we have board members, but also other volunteers that are, you know, in from the business community, or maybe they're retired now, but they're, um, they want to give back and, and they're, um, you know, really mentoring young people, um, and, and supporting their, their goals. We actually have a new program where we're um, for young people that want to start their own business. It's called Carrot. And we have uh, 13 young people that have uh, signed up for about a three-month set of courses, about 14 courses where they're, well, they've got a business idea and they're, they're fleshing it out. Um, and then they're getting connected to local businesses. Um, we have local businesses like Molly Moon's Ice Cream and uh, Rachel's Ginger Beer and Optimism Brewing that have, have signed on to be uh, mentors of, uh, in this program and to... If the young people are interested in jobs with those businesses, uh, there's a pathway there, too. That's incredibly exciting to offer that kind of opportunity where a young person might feel so lost. And coming from foster care where they just don't have any Mm -hmm. of that support and and roots, something like that is phenomenal. Yeah, and we have so many great... Sort of entrepreneurial, local, independent, mm-hmm. you know, businesses in this in this town, right? In this in this region, so right. I think they're pretty excited about it as well. That young people want to start their own business. How can we help with that? We also have we. I feel really strongly. I think we do as a as an agency that you know nonprofits can't solve this on our own. We can't solve it. Uh, government can't solve this on their own. We need the whole community involved. So that's a way that community can get involved. Another is uh, our host home program. 
So um, for uh, people that have an extra bedroom in their home or maybe a basement, um, mother-in-law apartment type thing, um, we are matching young people that need homes with people that have that space. And we've made about 20 matches so far, and we have uh, a goal of 50 per year for the next two years. Um, so this host home program has, has worked quite well. It's really, um, you know, I think really supported young people uh, to build relationship with uh, with older people and people in, in the community. Um, if you're a renter, you can do this as long as your landlord's okay with it. And then uh, for uh, people that own their own home and have that space, it's, it's a great way to support, you know, young people experiencing homelessness in our community. So is it still a little new to be able to say, how successful it's being because it sounds, again, incredibly wonderful. Sure. We haven't had so many matches and we are looking to grow the program, but about 86% of the folks who we have housed through host homes have actually moved on to permanent housing. So it's a really, really successful program and very efficient. It doesn't take a lot of money or resources to get folks housed. We're using units that already exist, empty rooms, mother-in-law apartments. So it's not only efficient and cost-effective, but it's also successful. And folks, I think, are really successful in the program because they're being matched with hosts who have the same interests and passions and have maybe the same work schedules or hobbies so that they're really building community and actually are now surrounded by people who care about them and will support them even beyond the six-month stay uh, with their host. Because uh, ideally, there's going to be a relationship that begins to be built, right? Exactly. And you can just see that it could carry on to just being family forever kind of thing, Mm -hmm. right? And we've even had hosts who have had a great experience hosting a young person who's then been able to save up money and get a job and are now paying rent in this person's house as a renter. So it really proves that this program is successful in getting people on their feet. Sometimes they just need a few months where they can go home and have a place to rest their head every night that's consistent. They're not bouncing around from shelter to couch surfing to the street. They have one place that they can go home to keep their things safe and have a good night's sleep and get, you know, employed or finish their schooling and then really get um, to a place where they can pay rent, move on and um, become successful in their lives. So this is a great program where people are volunteering to share their home, their space, their apartment. But yet it's not, while they're doing that, I'm sure there's still funding that's needed to kind of get the program organized and such. Is that right, Emily? That's correct. Um, The program does require that we have case management so that we're making sure young people are getting all of the resources and tools that they need. So if they need interview clothes, the why is there to help them with that. If they need transportation uh, to get to and from school, we're able to provide some of those uh, costs and then also help with life skills building, so budgeting and things like how to do your laundry or cooking meals. Uh, those are the kinds of things that our case managers work with and also really supporting the hosts. So making sure that the hosts have everything they need or if a conflict arises, the why is there and provides 24-7 support to families who are hosts. So case managers, do you actually have enough of those staff people? We could always use more. I think this program has a ton of potential to grow, and there's about 200,000 empty rooms in King County. 
and um, 1,500 young people. So we know that there's 1,500 who don't have housing. There's 200,000 rooms. So there's great potential, and we are looking to grow this program to fill all of um, the rooms that we need to get every single young person in King County housed. This is just such an incredible program. I've not heard of this, but it feels so natural Mm -hmm. and makes so much sense Mm -hmm. uh, that it's built the community really pulling together to really build something strong. Yeah. I mean, I think people ask, you know, what what they can do around this. Um, Certainly some people are also on the other end of the spectrum and are just like kind of want the problem to go away and are just fed up with it. And I understand um, you know, the frustration. Um, but I encourage people to think about what they can do. Um, this is one thing. And, and, um, uh, for, for some, it might feel like a real stretch. Um, I think that, you know, there are other ways to contribute. There's, there's, you know, donating funds, donating time. Um, we have volunteer opportunities as well, um, as, as fundraising opportunities and, and opportunities to really step in hire hire a young person or, um, so there's there's lots of different ways that you can get engaged. I think um, young people, um, yeah, I mean, they, they don't necessarily want to be receiving services, you know, so they're, they want to, they want to, they may want some, they may need some support from us at, at for a moment, and we try to support them uh, to be successful um, as quickly as they're ready for that, um, and try not to hold them back and try to really try to push them forward and um, give them every opportunity to do that. That is so great. And we have an opportunity. So we've heard various ways to be involved, but certainly Giving Tuesday is a great way to be able to support so much of this work because, you know, who who knows for whatever reason, we don't have a spare room or we're not quite ready to take that step. But to provide financially, it's going to make a big difference. Absolutely. And Giving Tuesday is an awesome day to give. Um, especially this year, our funds are being matched dollar for dollar by Vitalogy Foundation. And we are so grateful to have them as partners. We partnered with them during the home shows. And we've been able to leverage their support for a dollar-for-dollar donation on Giving Tuesday and actually through the end of the year. Uh, We're running a campaign called Unheard where we've matched local musicians with young people who have been housed by the Y. Um, And they've gotten to meet each other. And the musician has heard their story and is creating a song based on the experience that they've heard from this young person. So those songs will be rolling out through the end of the month, and we really encourage you to check out um, unheardseattle.org is the website, and we'll be launching videos and music and content on there all through the end of the year. But Giving Tuesday is really, this is the start of it for us. So here again is such a great opportunity for young people who just don't have the means for whatever reason, maybe being in poverty, maybe being in foster care, Mm -hmm. which could be almost one and the same as well. Uh, But there are just so many reasons that they don't have that opportunity and to be paired up with a musician. Incredible. Yes. And we heard such a variety of stories. So far, we've actually matched five musicians and participants. And we've heard stories from, you know, young people who are on a living with their parents on a Section 8 voucher. And when they turned 18, they could no longer be in the home anymore um, for that family to be able to stay on the voucher. 
the young person had to move out and start life on his own at a really young age with no supports. And um, his family moved away and he's on his own. So that's one story that we heard. And um, we have heard from another young person who um, was adopted from Russia. And as soon as he turned 18, his adoptive family said, we've raised you to this point here, you know, try it on your own. And he moved uh, to Seattle to get resources. And these folks have been housed through our housing, uh, transitional housing facility in the third floor of the downtown YMCA and are now making it on their own. So um, they both, I think, are succeeding in their jobs and are getting the support that they need for mental health um, all through the YMCA. And you're able to provide these rooms because the funds are there from donations, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct, yes. Uh, Donations and private philanthropy make this all possible. And that's the way that we can reach that goal of making that problem go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... That, that's 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 right. I think we need um, we need the community to, to jump in in a lot of different ways. But fun funds are incredibly important uh, to the to sta- sustaining the program. Um, and you know we do have some some government funding. But I'll give you an example of how some of the private funding really helps. We um, we had a young person who was leaving our our host home um, program or getting ready to. Been, you know the the idea is that they're in that program for six months, six to twelve months, but. Um, and he was uh, getting closer to the end of that period. He'd found a job. Um, it connected him and, and gotten some training, and it, he was in a, in, a, in a job and really ready to find housing but having a hard time um, finding it. We have a staff person whose full-time jo- you know, title is housing navigator because they're looking all, and, and house, housing locators as well, really looking for housing and then really trying to support people. Um, but this, this young person had um, some debt. Um, that had gotten in the way. So he had been, hadn't had a job, had been experiencing homelessness, had not been able to keep up uh, with um, some of his um, education loans, as well as um, some some other loans, had used his, his credit card for some things. Um, and then when he went to get into housing, the landlord looked at that debt and was like, that's a risk, and he's going to need to pay that down by 75%. In order to be able to, like, otherwise, totally ready for him to to move into our unit, um, but he needed that to be paid down. So we needed to use some some private funds to to work on a plan with him and be able to um, contribute from the Y to be able to pay down that debt so that he could move into housing and really get a get the fresh start that that he needed. And it's understandable, you know, just thinking of that example of this young person, a real living, breathing human being, getting into difficulty when there isn't, you know, a a parent or a a, a mature adult there to guide them as to how to deal with finances. It's easy to fall into financial difficulties. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. I mean, and I've met others over the years who have, you know, it's been a medical emergency. There's a lot of people with medical debt. Um, that and uh, I was just looking at something the other day around you know we're one of the, the few developed countries in the world where really people have that's a thing that people have medical debt um, because uh, you know in a lot of European countries they insurance and uh, it's all taken care of I think we so so people get can get way behind I mean it can get it can be really really tough and um, and you know I think we you, there's a lot all these stories uh, we, we hear them all the, all the time every day and um, the, the funding that we get really from, from donor donors that, that care and that can really connect and, and see that their dollar is, is going far. It, it, 
really supports these young people to be successful. And what I love about Giving Tuesday, looking for a bargain. That's what I see matching funds being. It's yeah. a great bargain, right? Yeah, it's a double double the fun, really. Yeah. You do get um, a dollar for dollar match. So even though it sounds like a bargain, really, it's um give as generously as possible, knowing that your dollars will be matched one for one. Um, really starting on Giving Tuesday, and we have it running through the end of the year, but we're hoping to raise a whole lot of money on Giving Tuesday to really launch this campaign strong. And the thing to keep in mind, too, I feel, uh, yes, we've had was it Cyber Monday and Black Friday and, <laughs> and shopping for all these sorts of things. And I think if we really took a step back and looked at it, a lot of that shopping and purchasing is just more stuff. Whereas what could really make a difference? Just to think about that. Maybe take part of what we would spend and think of Giving Tuesday and make a difference in the community. Be part of making that change. So we really start to solve this issue that we have. It's not somebody else's problem. It's it's all of us. This is our community. We are one people. Absolutely. And what you were saying about kind of more stuff during the holiday season, um, a great idea is to donate, make a donation in honor of somebody. Yes. Um, it's a great way to make somebody feel really loved and special and that you're giving back to the community in their name. It's not another item. It's really solving an issue in our community and helping young people um, reach their goals and reach their fullest potential. And I think our young people, our kids, if we were to ask them, they really have it. They get the picture, I think. And if you were to say, now, would you, what would you think if we were to donate in your name? I bet a huge number of them would just be jumping on that, wouldn't they? I think so. Yeah. Yes, they're really amazing. I think they, they really have that spirit they, they are seeing in the future. So, Emily, we need to know exactly how to go about doing this for Giving Tuesday. So for Giving Tuesday, visit unheardseattle.org. There's a link right on the top for Give Now or Donate Now. Click it and it will uh, donate directly to this campaign and we'll be tallying it all up to make sure those dollars get matched. And do it on Tuesday because that's the dollar-for-dollar dollar match. That's right. The dollar-for-dollar dollar match really launches on Tuesday. We will have it going through the end of the year, but we're hoping we can use up that match really quickly. That would be really super. Yeah. So is there a goal? I mean, the goal would be like, just keep giving. Let's let's just reach for the stars, right? I, yeah, I would say we the the match is up is up to a hundred thousand dollars. So we would hope to sail past that. Um, but that's uh, you know that's that's what we were getting from from Pearl Jam and the Vitality Foundation. So um, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, with with additional funding, we'll be housing more people. Um, and that, and that's, I think the, the bottom line that, um, you know, a thousand five hundred young people, um, not that many, um, but it's a lot, it's too, way too many, right? Yes. So it's not that many, it's way too many. So what are we going to do about it? And it, you know, I think we can do a lot better. I think it's a part as well of the overall, you know, we, we have tens of thousands of people overall that are experiencing homelessness, but you know, what if we could house all of the the youth and young adults. I think that's a great place to start. And you've had the experience, both of you, of seeing these young people come through your doors. You've worked with them, and you see their desire to learn and to yeah. do something. Yeah. They just need someone to believe in them and to give them a little bit of support, that bed, 
that they can depend on night after night. That's right. We hear all the time we're the family that they didn't have. Uh, We have young people who come back and visit us years later to thank us for just being those people who believe in them and never giving up on them. The Y believes in second, third, and fourth chances and beyond. Uh, We really want to support a young person in being successful no matter how many barriers they face or how many times they fail and need to come back and visit us. We're there for them. And I think that's um, really unique for the Y and make us just such a successful provider of housing in this region. And because the need is great, we don't have to look very far to see this. And, you know, 1,500 people, if you're one of those 1,500, this is really dire, you know, when we can only house 250 to 300, all those others, you know, they're just kind of floating off there. We don't want that. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think think every person deserves a home. And, um, you know, we, we're we trying to really get people into, into housing quickly, but also make it uh, stick, right? So yes. teaching some skills. And while we, we're supporting them while they're with us, we're also teaching them um, and helping them grow and develop so that they're, they're also developing other connections with other caring adults and, and people in their lives so that their lives are richer and more complete, but also that they, they have people to lean on in times of crisis. Well, when you mentioned the businesses and some of the seniors who come in and want to mentor and share their personal experiences or what they've accomplished in their life, I mean, to, to see someone want to share that and to believe in this young person, uh, there's, that's an incredible gift. It is incredible. We we know that the young people we serve have sometimes low and no networks of support around them. And to even have access to meet somebody who works for a big business in Seattle is an incredible experience that we're so lucky. We have volunteers who are there sometimes every week supporting young people and providing feedback on resumes and doing mock interviews and helping them apply for jobs. It's incredible and really opens doors for young people that we serve in ways that um, sometimes our staff can't. The volunteers are amazingly connected and just know so much about business and first jobs and all of that. Um, We are just so grateful to have volunteers in the community who open themselves up like that. So we see how this works then. You know, it's all pieces of a big chain or uh, links that we're all connected. Or think of it as pieces of this puzzle. Every single piece is important. And the why, you have your role to play. The volunteers do, the, the mentors from businesses, and us too. You know, maybe right now we have the funds. We're, we feel we can't do anything other than donate, but that's a big piece of it, isn't it? It's a huge piece of it. And you're right. There are so many ways to get involved and to help young people. But right now, Giving Tuesday is definitely your best bet. And that website, again, is? Unheardseattle.org. And we're going to uh, hear lots of great music from that, too, as we check in, um, keep checking in. Uh, repeatedly over the next days and weeks. That's right. We've got people in the studios recording now. Actually, just today, one of our artists recorded. And um, throughout the upcoming weeks, through the holiday season, we'll be releasing new songs. And definitely keep your eye out for videos as well. Um, it was really neat experience to see the participants and the artists getting to meet for the first time. And some of them just hit it off so well, they could just be friends out in the community. And we're hoping to build that for them. So um, really positive experience and knowing that this campaign will raise money to support those young people in our housing programs makes it just that much sweeter. Absolutely. And that's where you see it all evolving in that way as well, Mark, from your perspective. I do. I do. Yeah. I think the project with the musicians has been, you know, I think a really fun thing for the young people. 
um, to be able to sit. We have some video of the experience of them meeting and talking, and but for the musicians as well, they're seeing just kind of see their faces change and the, what they're learning. And you know, I think they didn't know what to expect, and I think some of them actually admit. You know, they were nervous coming into the situation to sit down with somebody that they didn't know and kind of talk about something private and, and personal and, you know, sort of breaking stereotypes and connecting people. And yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot to be gained from just the human to human connection that happens in, in a situation like that. So I think that we have heard some incredible messages this morning from both of you, from Mark and Emily, about the work of the Y and how all of us are really an important part of this. We can all work together, and we really then can solve this terrible problem that we have and make it go away. That's how it'll go away if we all work together. Yes, and it's possible. This is not a pipe dream. Again, you know, 1,500 people, we're not talking about that many people, and I think we're doing a lot already. We want to do a lot more at the Y. And, you know, we're really hopeful that this campaign goes well and we're allowed to really work with more people next year. Okay, we're going to make that hope a reality. And the website again is? Unheardseattle.org. So get it done. Let's reach that goal. Actually, surpass it. Let's do it. That sounds great. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, thank you, Mark and Emily. It's just been so delightful to have you both here inspiring really is what it is. It's so hopeful. So thank you so greatly. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. So mark your calendars for Tuesday, November 27th, just two days away.